This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. Shakes off a couple of pitches, now ready, and fires at a curve, freezes Otani. He's gone a-looking. How about that performance by Zach Jackson? Ward pops up on one pitch, then he strikes out Trout and Otani standing by the side of the road. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. And a tough loss for the Oakland Athletics up in the Pacific Northwest, but there are some good things to talk about, no question about it. And it starts with the starting pitching as Medina again shows you why there is promise with some of the young pitching for the Oakland Athletics. The number 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. You know, you look at your scorebook, Ken, and he just basically cruised through the first four innings, got beat in the fifth inning, and that was it. I mean, it's basically three swings of the bat is what did him in. And it's happened now in his last three starts, too. The home run ball has bitten him late in his starts. But the promise is there. And, and again, he was lights out. You know, in his last start, he allowed one hit in four innings. And here today, he allowed one hit in the first four and two-thirds, Chris. And I don't know exactly why and, and to pinpoint it, because he's given up 21 hits in his four starts in 22 and a third innings and seven of those have left the ballpark so he, he just he's been stingy as far as giving up hits uh, the, the home run ball has been the issue but that you know I, I'm not sure how to how to account for that because overall I thought he pitched pretty well again yeah if you're going to go out in, in baseball these days and how we don't have the same expectations that we used to if you go out in an outing and give up three runs or less I think most teams are going to take that. Whether you go five, six, or seven, as long as you keep the opposition to three runs, most teams are going to take that. Yeah, and I don't agree with it, but I know that that's how a lot of people feel around the game. If your starter only goes five and a third, that's a recipe for a very tough year because you're going to chew up your bullpen. Now, the A's have a young, they have a young rotation, right? So expectations are a little bit lower. They're tempered. But eventually, you've got to, if you're going to give up three, to me, you've got to go at least six and maybe even seven. I've never been a big fan of the so-called quality start, which is six innings and three runs. Yeah, Ken, we can look at the best teams in baseball, and we're still getting five innings from their pitchers. Let's let's be honest where we are in modern-day baseball. Right. It is what it is. But, uh, you know, uh, the kid has the stuff. The thing, the thing that I like is that we're getting to see him now the next couple starts where he, you know, what we saw originally was he gets called up for his debut in Anaheim, then he gets sent down. Then he gets called up again. Let's start seeing what he looks like four or five starts into this thing where he gets to have a routine, preparation. He knows when he's going to start. He's not being shuttled back and forth from Vegas. I mean, you need to start getting comfortable when you're up here. That's also a big key, big key to pitching at the big league level. And he has to be gaining a confidence, too. And working with Scott Emerson because his command has been so good, and we've talked about it a ton, that in the minors he didn't command the ball well at all. And up here it's been a different story. Now, he, And I thought his slider was phenomenal. For the first four innings, his slider was just devastating, almost unhittable. Now he hung one in the fifth. Got in trouble with it, but uh, I thought that pitch was a kind of a breakout pitch for him tonight. 
Well, you know, that's – and talking about what you were saying about, well, you know, it's weird that later in the game he kind of gets hit. Well, you know, one thing that young pitchers do and really modern-day just throwers do is they show everything that they got early. So when you mention he showed a great slider early. So when you show that slider again, when I'm facing you for the second or third time, I've now seen it. That's why a lot of pitchers don't like to show or a lot of the – veteran good pitchers don't like to show their whole arsenal early and save it for later when I'm facing you second, third, or maybe fourth at bat. And that's a legitimate point because when Crawford and France went back-to-back in the fifth inning, that was the third time that uh, they, they had seen Luis today. So, uh, now again, he was really good. They just have to get some offense going. It's still fun to watch Mr. Ruiz play Chris and got the is going with you know, the base hit, the stolen base goes to third, scores the first run. But they have to get some other guys to, to join the party with uh, S. Sayuri. And what's going on? Getting a, little, getting a little rowdy in Seattle? Finally, the coffee kicked in and they woke up? They really did. I don't know if it was, like, therapeutic or whatever, like we said, but they were into it, that's for sure. They were not happy with that, that fan interference call. Yeah, and I, I feel bad for May. Everything that he's coming back from, you would like to have seen a, a clean uh, inning there, and unfortunately you no. didn't see that. You didn't, but the other thing, too, would be credit to Eugenio Suarez, as we said on the broadcast, because he was the second guy that may hit in the inning. He just trotted down the line, I'm sure understanding the situation there, and, and Suarez really diffused what you know, potentially, I guess, could have been an issue, and there was no issue at all with the fact that he was the second batter hit in the inning. So credit to Eugenio. Well, you have a good night, my friend, and I will uh, talk with you tomorrow. Sounds good, buddy. Ken Korak, the voice of your Oakland Athletics. You know, this is a um, – it's a tough situation, and your heart goes out to May because we know that he's dealing with anxiety. We know that he's dealing with depression, and this was him getting back on the field for the first time, and you just – you know, some things can be bigger than the actual game. And you're hoping for him that this would be a one, two, three inning. Um, but it wasn't. And the hit batter by hit, hitting Ty France the way he did was very scary. And then, as Ken just mentioned, Suarez g- getting hit right in the back. And you just go, My, I hope he just doesn't lose it. You know, so much of this game is mental. Obviously, everybody's got the physical ability, but... It's mental, and when you're going through the things that, that Trevor May's going through and dealing with on a daily basis and to try and make it back, best-case scenario in the end after hitting two batters was that you didn't give up a run and that it didn't get away from you and it didn't get crazy. Now, the fans getting getting a little uh, getting a little rowdy. You know, I, I, I've actually thought about this, and I don't know how you guys feel. And to me, it's it's one of when people say, what's changed? Like, why why have things changed? Well, the, the, the actual viewing of our sport, what has changed? And one thing that has definitely changed is the fact that We are American sports fans, for the most part, we like contact. We like violence. 
We just do. That's why we love football. Football is a violent sport. We love boxing. We love MMA. We like conflict. We like drama. We love it. We feast off of it. We feast off of it. That's what American sports fans want to see. We love rivalries. We love when teams can't stand each other. We love that. And it's really what we've lost in baseball. It's kind of sad. I was having this conversation going, man, you remember back in the day? Wasn't that long ago? Hitters charged pitchers, pitchers threw at hitters, guys taking each other out. There was conflict. There was there was hitting in baseball. And I'm going to stop talking hitting the baseball. There was humans getting after it. Guys getting blown up at second base. Guys getting blown out of home plate. Benches clearing. And we as fans loved it. What's been one of the most popular thing in all the years of hockey? It's the fights. And they started trying to take the fights out, and the fans went, no, we love the fights. We, we, we love the Roman Coliseum. Put two guys to the death. Put the lion up against a guy. We love the fight. We love the conflict. And, like, we've taken it out of baseball because it's let the kids play. Let them have fun. Man, I, you know, as much as I don't like either the Giants or the Dodgers, Back in the day, going to a Giants-Dodger game at Candlestick Park was pretty fun. It was rowdy. People got after it on the field and in the stands. <laughs> right? Dodgers-Giants at Candlestick Park was electric because you didn't know it was going to happen. And that's why people wanted to go. And that's why people wanted to watch it. There was conflict. There was drama. That's what we love about sports. Sports is supposed to be about drama. It's a soap opera. What's baseball? Baseball's turned into let the kids play and let's just talk about everybody's personal stats. Well, excuse me, their analytics. And it's got boring. I mean, think about the Warriors. We love the Warriors drama. The Warriors have had drama. We love Draymond Green. Why do we love Draymond Green? Yes, he's a very smart player. Yes, taught by Tom Izzo at Michigan State. Yes, fundamentally, he does so many things well. But he's also a drama queen, and we love it. Because you don't know what Draymond's going to do. And you like it when Draymond gets in altercations, and you like when Draymond's yelling at the other fans. You like it when he's up there against the Sacramento Kings and he's yelling at all their fans. You love that stuff. We don't have that in baseball anymore. Everybody's just buddy-buddy. I mean, back in the day, people didn't, other teams didn't talk to each other. They didn't fraternize. They could fight at the drop of a hat. They didn't like each other. We had rivalries. These, these games meant something. You couldn't wait for your rival to come to town. Tough guys. We like tough guys. Now, I mean, did you see what, what was the base hit by a J-Rod? Was that only in the first inning? Yeah, first, was it first inning? Julio Rodriguez hits the ball down the line, and then he was going to go to second, and he's laughing, and he's pointing out to Ramon Laureano, then he's pointing the arrow at the dugout, and everybody's like, isn't that great? No. 
We've gotten so used to that, but I got to tell you, if you go by television ratings, if you go by attendance, if you go by everything, people don't dig it. As much as we've tried to play off like this, everything's fun about baseball, and it's great, and everybody's stoked about the pitching matchups. What made baseball fun back in the day was a tough guy. It was a tough guy game. Tough guys played it. Hard-nosed. I mean, if you don't think hard-nosed works, um, you know it gets incredible amount of attention and is the second-highest-rated sports, uh, the second-highest-rated thing in sports? That's not the NFL? Do you guys know what it is? Wait for it. It's college football. Amateurs playing football, but it's big time because that's what we like. We like the drama. We like the violence. We've just taken it out of baseball. Like, we got we got pitchers who hit guys, and they apologize for it now. Like, wow. I don't know, just food for thought. I always bring up one of my favorites, George Brett, ALCS. Think about, just think about this, 1977. Just think about this. With all this at the All-Star game, guys have their cell phones. They're all taking pictures. You may think it's cool, but the ratings are so far down from what they used to be, so it's not translating. Um, In an ALCS game between the Yankees and the Royals, George Brett hits a triple, slides into third base. Nettles kind of kicks him, Greg Nettles. George Brett got up and hit him. With his fist, swinging, and both benches cleared. This is an ALCS game. Two-star players swinging at each other. You know what they did? They got everybody off of everybody, pushed everybody back, put the Yankees back in their dugout, put the Royals back in their dugout. Nobody got thrown out, and they kept playing in the ALCS to go to the World Series. Because that was the game. Tough guys played it. So what? They got in a fight. So what? A guy threw a haymaker at another guy. Like real punch. Not like this fake tough guy. Like got up and was swinging. Nobody got thrown out and they kept playing. Nobody got suspended. No commissioner. No nothing. They just kept playing. Because that was the game. It was a game of tough guys. Unfortunately, that game's no longer. Maybe we need to bring some of that back. I don't know. Joe in Monterey. Joe, welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. He did. All right. The number is 833-625-2278. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to break this game down. I feel bad for Trevor May. I, 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 hope, I hope just today will help free up his mind. Um, Medina's got an electric arm. He's got incredible stuff. I think he's a keeper. I'm not sweating. I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not sweating any of this stuff. You're going to hear this tomorrow on A's Cast Live. I had this conversation uh, with Commander Cody today. This was actually off the air, but I'll give you a little privy of what's tomorrow. When you're a bad team at some point, it doesn't matter how bad you are. It just doesn't. Whether you 
win 50 games, 60 games, 70 games, bad is bad, doesn't matter, and you don't get the top draft pick with the worst record anymore. So it really doesn't matter. It's it's a lottery. So it doesn't matter how bad you are. So if you're, if you're bad, it, it really doesn't matter how bad. Bad's bad, right? Majority of these players are not going to be here anyway long term. So investing any type of energy towards like, oh, my God, this guy, this guy's not doing I mean, These guys are not going to be here. The Only the young guys are going to be here. I can only say it so much. And it's what? May, God, I forgot. Is it May 23rd or 22nd? What's the date today? It's the 23rd. So why invest the energy in something that's not going to be here? Not going to freak out over it, whatever. And you know what? Medina pitching right now, it doesn't matter for next year. He just needs experience. That's what I've been saying. These guys just need experience. That's what they need. That's the number one thing. Three years from now, if the A's are in the playoffs, no one's going to care about what this year's record is. No one will care. They're not going to care if it was 52 wins or 56 wins or 63 wins. It doesn't matter. Bad's bad. Because now what people are trying to say is like, well, you know, you got teams that are going to win a lot of games, but you got these teams that are losing a ton of games. Well, if there's going to be teams that win a lot of games, there has to be teams that win bad games. Because if everybody was around 500, you wouldn't have teams that are winning over 100 games and you wouldn't have teams losing over 100. There's going to be really, really good. Well, they got to beat up on somebody, and then there's going to be really, really bad. So it sucks to be bad. I don't want to be bad. It is what it is. I can't control it. I'm not going to freak out anymore about it. It's I'm just not. Medina, just just look at the arm, look at the stuff, and if you go, wow, he's giving up seven home runs already. It doesn't matter. This year does this doesn't matter. These this, these guys just got to get experience. That's why I think it's a total mistake to send Mueller down. I think it's a total mistake to send Diaz down. I I. At this point, whenever you could bring a young guy up to get his feet wet and get him to learn how to be here, that's the number one thing. My book. I mean, I'm not. I mean, you're going to roll out the veteran guy. You're going to roll out veteran guys and lose. I, I, I don't. I, it just is what it is. So on nights like this, I'm going to look at Medina and go, great. Shows you he's got promise. Check. That's good to know. He's part of the future. And if he gave up a couple home runs tonight, he gave up three runs. And it's funny. It's like, well, and Ken, Ken's right. Well, you know, I, mean, I can't say, you know, how I can't say the fact they only went five and a third. Well, I mean, I've, I've been preaching that for years. I mean, yeah, we all know five and a third is not great, but this is this is where baseball is. So we can fight it all we want, but, you know, the kid's got a good arm got two different breaking balls and he's got an electric fastball something you can work with long term and he's going to give you a chance in the next few years so whatever happened tonight it won't two years from now if this kid's out there throwing it by everybody every night and he's just absolutely you'll a night like this won't even be remembered but they do have to learn go out there and i mean dave stewart will tell you Go out and establish that fastball. First time. So everybody, Crawford, France, Rodriguez, Kelnick, Suarez, Raleigh, Hernandez, Wong, Murphy, everybody, fastball, 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 fastball. Now in your second, 
Now in your third at-bats, you start seeing that great slider. He showcased everything. If you go back, if you played pitching coach tonight and you went back and rewatched the tape, even though it's not tape, you go back and rewatch the tape, uh, you'll see he threw the kitchen sink at he threw the kitchen sink at him right out of the gate. Well, when you go and throw that same kitchen sink at him the third time through, these guys have already seen it. That's why you got to do a lot of just you re, trust and rely on your great fastball and your natural movement first time through the order. Then, second, third time, start mixing it up. What feels good tonight? I mean, you, you, you might be utilizing it because he's got a 12-6 curveball and he's got a nasty slider. Well, maybe one at-bat you're showcasing the curveball. Then in the third time through the order, when you really need to bear down and strike guys out, here comes the unhittable slider. We're training these guys to throw like closers right out of the gate. Strike everybody out so you get your good – you don't pace yourself, and you try and strike everybody out, so you give them your best stuff right out of the gate. And then by the fifth, fifth inning, your best stuff isn't the best anymore. There's a way to pitch. There's a difference between pitching and throwing. We've talked a lot about it. The number, 833-625-2278. We're also going to hear from Ed Sprague, the director of player personnel. Great interview today we did with him on A's Cast Live. He's such a sharp guy. You'll hear some of it next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. Now the pitch. Swung on a fly ball right field. Hit well in the corner. Laureano going back right down the line. Drifting into foul territory. And he didn't make the catch. But he's claiming fan interference. He's claiming that a fan reached over. And I think they're going to call that. And it's going to be an out. Wow. They're ruling that an out. On a fan reaching over the side wall. Down in the right field corner. Service coming out. And now Scott Service, the skipper of the Mariners, wants to know what's going on. But Laureano was over there, and immediately he pointed up at one of the fans. Now the fans are watching the replay, and they want to know why that was called initially by the first base umpire, Jansen Visconti, and it's not overturned. The call on the field is confirmed. And these fans are not happy. (laughs) They're not. This is A's Clubhouse. I got an idea. How about this? 
Let's make the game a little bit, a little bit more exciting. Let's make it like arena football, the old school indoor war. Fans can come right over and try and catch the football. What? Why are you gonna? Th- I mean, just let, let, let's let's just really think about this. And not 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 have like your, your your umpire hat on here. Just think real. Let's talk realistic. You sell seats that are right on the field. You tell people that if they catch a ball, they get to keep it and take it home. So balls popped up, whether or let's say it's a line drive to the outfield or it's down the line, whatever, and a ball's coming out of fan. Literally, your brain has little amount of time to decide what to do. But obviously, your passion and your adrenaline takes over, and you see a ball coming at you, and your first thought is, catch it. Because that's what the human brain does. Object at a high speed is coming at you. Your brain says, catch it. Your brain doesn't say, like Steve Bartman, uh... A lose coming over. Oh, no, I I don't want to mess with this. Or Jeffrey Mayer, Jeter's hit it, and I want it. That's not what the human brain says. The human brain goes, objects coming at you at a very fast pace. Uh, you got to reach up and grab it. So you don't think about the consequences. You don't think about the scenario you're in. And if you don't want people reaching over, then you shouldn't sell tickets there. You shouldn't. And then again, you want to make the game more exciting. The outfielder should be able to jump right into the crowd, catch it, and, well, he can anyway. But the whole point is is that you want to make the game fun? I mean, let the fans, hey, you're going to sell seats right there? Let them be a part of it. A little more action at the ballpark. Greg and Slow, you want to talk about the starting pitcher tonight. Hey, what's cracking, Tony? How you doing tonight? I'm actually doing really good. I got some coffee going. I'm 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 feeling frisky. Uh oh. Towny on coffee. Watch out. That's a recipe for Well put it this way. I thought I broke after Korak and I didn't break. So I just went one I'm 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 actually over time already and I haven't I've only had one break. Hey, you're working on adrenaline, brother. A lot of coffee or just a little bit? Uh, I would say it's about a cup and a half. Whoa. See, I'm more of a Dr. Pepper Mountain Dew guy than I am coffee. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, my my uh, my beer belly. I should say beer belly, but my uh, my my keg belly will tell you the same thing. I'm not, not much of a beer drinker, but something about soda pop gets me going. All right. There you go. Well, you're young, and you can do those types of things. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm not that young anymore. I'm not as young as springtime. What do you got for me? Uh, Medina. Real uh real impressed, man. I I know he, he ran a little bit of trouble and burped up the lead, but it's all about stuff, Townie. It's all about the stuff. And we see it with Miller and we see it with Medina. The stuff is you know, I know we talk about the big trade with the Yankees and how we've you know, we fleeced the Yankees and we won that trade. And I'm not I'm not so sure about that anymore. 
you 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 let me pick between those two, you know, Sears and Waldachuk and Medina and Miller. I'll take Medina and Miller all day, every day, and twice on Sunday, brother. What do you think? Wait a minute. Say that again. Right now, if you could pick between the the I, I kind of the kind of the big four, you, know, you got Miller, Medina, and you got Sears and Waldachuk. I know how we like to you know early on we talked about how how the A's kind of fleece the Yankees. You know, we Frankie and, and Lou Trevino for uh you know, for Sears and Waldachuk. But right now as it sits, I actually like Medina and Miller more than I like Sears and Waldachuk. Mason Miller? Yes, sir. Stuff-wise. I'm talking stuff. Just the stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, because I, I was going to say, you mean the guy that can't pitch right now? I, I know. I'm just saying, if you look at the stuff, hard fastball, you know, Medina, that slider tonight was was on wow, point. You're, you're, for, you're, you know, you're really good. you're really going out on a limb saying you like the two guys that throw 100 miles an hour over the two <laughs> guys that don't. You know what? That's why you should be a scout. You should get paid. You should be paid. I mean, no one's ever going to call you Captain Obvious. Well, what my point is, every like I said, everyone, you know, you heard it from the media, the A's brass, how we fleece the, we finally fleece the Yankees on a trade. And I was always of the opinion that, you know what? It was addition by subtraction. We got rid of nightmare train wreck Lou Trevino. That was the, the, the benefit of the trade as far as I was concerned. And I guess, you know, getting Sears and Waldachuk, you know, they, they, they've showed signs of, of, of you know, being, being rotation kind of guys. But, you know, who, who was talking about Medina and, and Miller last year? You know what I mean? That's all we heard about was Sears and Waldachuk. You know, I think Waldachuk, was he, I think he's injured or he's been in AAA already this year. Like, I don't know, man. I, Who? I think there's Waldachuk. Um, has, has he been? Is, is, is he is he hurt now? No, he's starting tomorrow. He had the calf, but uh, he tested out fine. He will be pitching tomorrow. No, he has not been to AAA. Has Sears been to AAA? No, dude. Have you watched no, these games? Ball, okay. Where have you been? I thought I thought one of them got sent down. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe again, it's been a long. I told you too much Mountain Dew. Okay, well, all right. I'm trying to help you fill, fill in the blanks here. No, neither one has been to AAA. <laughs> okay, my bad. Um, speaking of AAA, who? What, what, someone got sent down. They brought up. They brought up a uh, wild thing. Trevor May, or no, so, who? Someone went on the IL tonight. Who went on the IL? Um, M- Mueller. Mueller went down to AAA. Mueller went. That's who I was. That's who I was talking about. My bad. Mueller came from the Braves. My bad. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where I'm going with that, but but with those two guys, I just. I don't care how, how how much they struggle. And again, you look at you know Medina Statlin and I five innings pitch, three earned, whatever. I don't care how much they struggle. Those guys got to pitch. I know Miller's out right now, but I want to like we talk about you know the young guys and how we want to see them in the lineup. I want to see those guys in the rotation. I you know I hope Medina is here for the rest of the year. I, I don't want to see him sent back down. I don't care how much he struggles. He's one guy with the stuff that I just want to see. You know what I mean? I, I just let him pitch. Let him learn. There, there's no question about it. It's, it's trying to like express, and you hope people are listening that the best place to learn is here because you know too many people think it's just about learning. You know when you're on the mound in the game, a lot of the learning goes on when you're not pitching. It's like how do you prepare? How do you work out? How do you take care of your body? How do you, how do you take care of your mind? How do you mentally prepare? 
How much sleep are you getting? How are you eating? How are you taking care of your body? There's so many different things. You start developing a routine. You wonder, you know, you know, guys like, let's just say two, a couple long-term guys, like Kershaw, Verlander, Scherzer, their bodies have changed. Their stuff has changed. So let's say their data, their spin rates and all that velocity, all that stuff has changed over time. But what they learned to do is how to do the craft and how to do it on the field and off the field. How do you deal with the money? How do you deal with the agent? How do you deal with your family? How do you deal with your kids? There's all these things that you've got to learn day to day and still be able to go out and to compete at the highest level. And when you're a young player, you've got to learn how to do this. It's a job. We forget. We don't look at it as a job, but this is a job. Being a Major League Baseball player, being an NFL player, NBA, hockey, you name it, it's a job. So they got to learn how to do the job. And just like all of us, when we start our first jobs, there's some bumps and bruises, and you don't do everything right. You've got to learn how to do it, and the more you do it, the better you get at it. No, I agree. And the reason why I bring that up is because if you remember that when they brought Medina back up after, and he had that good first start, you know, which was obviously recently – Kotze kind of danced around it. Well, I think we might give him one more start. You know, he, well, we're probably going to pencil him in for at least another start. It's kind of, stop it. Stop it. Bring him up. Say he's in the rotation until he gets hurt or until whatever. I don't want to, you know, he was kind of dancing around. Maybe two more starts. We'll just kind of see how things go. Stop it. Put him, he's a rotation guy. Let him learn. He's got, he's got the stuff. What are we doing here? So that's, that's kind of why I brought that up, just about kind of the – I don't want to see a guy like that on the, you know, uh, on the on the taxi squad back and forth. He's up here now. He's he's proven enough. I mean, heck, we're talking about the A's here. They're ten and forty. Leave him in the rotation. I so. hear you. Thank you for the phone call. The number eight three three six two five two two seven eight. That's eight three three six two five two two seven eight. Let's go to Shelby in Richmond. Shelby, you're on the A's clubhouse show. Hey, Tony, how you doing, man? Good. Good, good, good. Yeah, man, I, just to continue talking about the pitching, man, I actually – the positive out of this game is we didn't see an earned run by the, the bullpen tonight. So, Medina did did good. I mean, he only gave five hits up, and two of them were home runs. Got got hit by the hit uh, home run bug again. But bullpen didn't even have a single uh, earned run. I know May got in a little trouble there with his, with his wild thing uh, hit by pitches. But other than that, man – it was uh, – I feel like the pitching staff actually was on their stuff tonight. I mean, what do you think? I think Medina has great promise. Oh, and for sure. He's, and, he's, and he's somebody that I want to see here, and I want to see him learn, and I want to see him get better, and I want to see him coached up. You know, too many times 100%. we're not talking enough about what the coaches need to do. That's their job. Their job mm-hmm. is to make players right. better. Let's see the players get better. I want to see better at-bats. I want to see better pitching. I want to see better bullpen because I can go through these numbers. The, the The amount of walks that are happening right now by A's starting pitchers right. is uh, – well, I can give it to you. Going into tonight's action, of course, I chart this stuff every day. I wish I didn't. I wish I had more of a life, but I don't. I'm here for all of you people. Uh, starters going into tonight had walked 117 batters. Uh, relief pitchers going into tonight had walked – 124. That's a grand total 
the staff had walked 241 batters going into today's action. Guess what the number is? That's the worst in baseball. There's 30 teams. So guess who's number 29, second to last? Guess what that number is? A's are at 241. A's are at 241. Who's the next worst team in walks? Don't I don't need the team. I just want the number. I'm going to guess like 70, 75. No, the next team. So the A's are at 241. The next worst is 189. Okay, okay, okay. That's still not even close. They are so far ahead. Like, like if this was a marathon, the A's are so far back in the marathon of walks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 fall. They they they're they're walking at this point. Right, right. And that's the thing tonight. Again, that's another stat from tonight that was just better. Yeah, we had I agree. Two, uh, from from Medina, and then we just had the two hit by pitches. I think by May, which was you know. That's the thing. You got May coming back, like everybody's talking about. You're coming back from anxiety. You know, somebody that's dealt with anxiety before as well, coming back into the same situations that, you know, might be spiking your anxiety when you're dealing with stuff on a personal level and to come in and and uh, get out of that jam after you hit two batters that are on, you know, you have the entire stadium booing you. Like, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was, intense, man. Have, have you dealt with anxiety and depression? Oh, yeah. 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 So you would understand when all of a sudden the booing's going on. I mean, the first batter hit Ty France, you're like, oh, no. And then when he hits Suarez, (laughs) I'm thinking, oh, my, this could be a meltdown. Like I was I was so happy. You just I was happy he got out of the inning unscathed and just hope the fact that all of that was thrown at him. He overcame it unscathed that he'll go in and take a shower tonight and have some peace. Yeah, when I heard that fly ball to, to left field pop up, I was like, whew, okay, okay. Hopefully Trevor May can kind of build up on this and and uh, kind of come back and, and come back level set the next time he comes up for relief. But, man, I just I feel like tonight, obviously, I mean, I get paid to, to say this. You know, it, it's uh, – you know, the bats just weren't going too much. Um, I just – I the one negative that I'm kind of seeing consistent right now when it comes to batters is Rooker's just on a strikeout. Like, just on a, a strikeout, I guess, a roll. Because <laughs> he had two tonight, and it seems like every time that I'm, I'm hearing him come up, at least every other time, you just hear him striking out. I'd love to see that change back to how it was the first six weeks of the season and – and see how it can turn back around because I feel like if that guy's bat can get back to being exciting, it's just going to keep the rest of the team going. You know, you got Ruiz who's just keeping it alive. Loriano did great. So it's just you get a few bats going and it just builds up this excitement, like, you know, from playing that once one or two hits happen in a row, everybody just wants to keep that going. So love to see those guys turn it around. Love to see the relief pitchers and the starters kind of come off of tonight and just keep pitching and going the way that they're going now. But uh, I think 10 and 40 doesn't feel great, you know. No, it does. But hey, don't don't let the uh, don't let the don't even think about the record. It's no, no point thinking about it now. Thank you for the phone <laughs> At call. At this point, yeah the the scary thing and. That's why you kind of enjoy it while it's happening. 
and you don't want to be Debbie Downer when it is happening, you want to champion it, is when Rooker was going really well, it was, hey, you know, this guy was greatness in the SEC. A lot of people, lot of people liked him. A lot of people liked him in baseball. He just felt he hasn't got the true been in the true good situation for himself and all of that and finally getting a shot at 28 and he went off but you just go okay how long is this going to last and then when it stops what happens what what's going to happen when it stops when all of a sudden because everybody goes through ups and downs can he can he can he get out of the down and back into the up can he, can he see consistency? And all of a sudden, another 0 for 3, and he's dropped all the way to 270. Now, the numbers, if you haven't followed this season and you go, hey, he's got an OPS of 920, that's incredible. Sitting 270, this guy. But if you know where he was and how fast he's sinking right now and the offers are coming fast, you know, the month of May – uh, quickly, let's go to Phil in Palo Alto. Phil, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Chris, thanks. Uh, I just want to thank you for uh, all your uh, efforts in keeping it real for us and all your reporting in general. Like, uh, you might be surprised, but I enjoyed your uh, reporting about the K-pop concert last week. <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget what you said. You know, these kids were lining up a day and a half before the concert. And you you pointed out that that meant they're going to sleep in the Oakland Coliseum parking lot. And you said, hats off to them, but what happens when they wake up at 2 in the morning and something's licking their face? I mean. That was pretty good. Hey, hey, there, uh, look, we know possums and cats, and we there's a lot of things rolling <laughs> around the Coliseum at night. The data's not going to lie. So I, I hope that sugar kid is worth it because you're going to be you're going to be around some Coliseum creatures if you're hanging out at the Collie late at night. Yeah, I love that segment, and uh, I looked up tickets of tickets for that concert. I saw some going for eight and a half thousand dollars. So uh, that guy, whoever he is, he must be good. Well, I, so I can uh, I can inform you a little bit, by the way. So sugar. Is the oldest of BTS, the K-pop group that's so successful. And in Korea, you have to serve in the military. So what's happened is he's already served his military commitment while the other guys are now serving it. So he's going out on his own while the guys, the other guys from the band are doing their military commitment. So he's kind of going solo and the whole career, the South Korean government runs it. So he's technically like working for the government. And I got buddies that, you know, because I've worked at the Coliseum and that we used to call it Oracle. I've been working with all these people for a long, long time. So I know all these people. So they tell me stuff. And the concert was basically run by the Korean government, the South Korean government. It was was crazy all the stuff you were hearing about this concert. But, yeah, this kid – He's part of BTS, but his partners are all serving in the military. He got done. But, yeah, I mean, they're they're making millions upon millions of dollars off merchandise. The popularity of this of this group, this kid alone, oh, my God, it was unreal. It's like the Beatles yeah. were here. Yeah, exactly. But uh, as far as the team goes, 
I mean, I know that you don't want us to focus on, on how bad the record is, but, you know, there's a lot of foreigners who live in the Bay Area, and I try to explain baseball to them, and, you know, they don't know what 600 ball means. So I got to tell them, you know, that means that you're one of the best teams. 500 ball means you're, you're, you're solid, but just so-so. 400 ball means you're absolutely terrible. 300 ball is unimaginable, unimaginable. And we're playing 200 ball. So it's like that line from the movie Moneyball. You know, there's the rich teams, there's the poor teams, there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us. So I just had to get that off my chest. I mean, 200 ball, like you said, that's like the Cleveland Spiders from the 1800s, right? For the worst record of all time. I mean, every day in the notes, I don't read them to people, but I get these notes every day that talk about where we're where where we are trending to be. It's historic bad, and I don't read them every night because I don't want to depress myself, and I don't want to depress you yeah. guys. But you know, last night you raised a, a an important point. I think it was last night when you said. At certain points, the staff, the, the coaching staff has to be held accountable. Yeah. So, like, when Tony Kemp gets up and uh, Asturi is on first base and Tony doesn't let him steal because he's swinging at every pitch, at some point, isn't that a managing error? I mean, why isn't the manager saying, Tony, don't swing, let him steal? Well, why isn't that a, a mark against Mark Kotze? And there's a whole host of things like that. Isn't that a mark, mark against him? There's, at this point, no question. This is, this is, okay. this is, yeah, I just, we're, 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 we're 50 games in. We're 50 games in. We've harped on, on this show, if, if Ruiz is on first base, you better be taking pitches because he's, he's getting to second and he's going to be in scoring position. And a lot of times now we're seeing the catcher, Hurry his throw, throw his offline, it's an air, and he gets to third. If you're swinging first pitch with Ruiz on first, you should be fine. It's coaching. It is coach. Yeah. The coaches, you know what? No matter how bad your players are, your job as a coach, no matter what the name is on the back of the jersey, is to make the players better. That's your job. Right. That's what you get paid to do. And it doesn't matter if you're the A's. It doesn't matter if you're the 49ers. It doesn't matter if you're the Chicago Blackhawks. It doesn't matter if you're the Houston Rockets. Whatever sport you're in, you as a coach, your job, no matter who the front office gives you, is to make those players better. That's your job. That's what coaching is. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. And no uh, problem. You have a good work. night. Yeah, and I love our coaching staff, but you know, it's a challenge. Coach, it's your job. It's what you get paid to do. You don't get paid to show up and throw BP. And, our, you know, you hear oh, our coaches are grinding. They should be. It's what you're paid to do. No one tells me I'm grinding. I show up every day to work. Why? That's my job. That's what I get paid to do. That everybody should be working hard. All the little things should get better. Our pitchers should not throw this many balls. Our defense shouldn't make errors. And by the way, credit Eric Martins. Our defense has gotten better. 
there's coaching right there. Ruiz is kind of figuring out as a at stealing and what to do and how to read it and everybody you know certain guys are getting better. That's coaching. That's your job. Players need to get better from your coaching. At some point, though, your players, you have guys. If you're gonna, you're gonna be sticking with some of these older guys who are career part-time players. It is what it is. You're, I mean, you're only gonna get out of them what you possibly can. But especially for the younger guys, if the coach the younger guys to get better. Now, at some point, you just don't have the talent, and that's a reality. But still, doesn't mean you can't get better from coaching no matter what your talent level is. All righty, 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless, but sometimes fearful. A health nut with a French fry habit. An O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Bring the whole family out to the ballpark for this Friday night showdown on May 26th. Come see your A's take on the Houston Astros, then head down to the field to see the best fireworks in the Bay Area. So get ready to enjoy a -a one-of-a-kind pop-through-the-decades post-game fireworks show. Rose and a swung and hit to right field, deep in the corner, and that's going to be gone, and it's back to back to back. Grab your seats today at athletics.com slash fireworks. That's athletics.com slash fireworks. If you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see our friends at the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their Easy News website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Jared Kelnick, completely different player this year. The 2-0 pitch is hit off the leg of Medina. He goes to retrieve it. He'll scoop it up with a bare hand and flip it to Aguilar in time. And there is one away. And... Medina on his numbers and looks like he is okay. And that, that is a great like, athletic play by it Medina. It really was. Bradley Rose, the athletic trainer, and Mark Kotze out there going to check on Luis. Went off his leg and he went all the way, sprinted over, scooped it up with the bare hand, and went to his numbers as he flipped it to Aguilar. And they get the one-three put out, and they're concerned not on the fall there, but uh, the ball hit him in the leg. He's not coming out of this game. That's no the chance. first thing, right? No chance. Because he is dealing. This is A's Clubhouse. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. You know what? I'm proud of you guys tonight. I, You know, after games like this, you never know what's going to happen. You guys are showing up tonight. We go down under 
into the future. Lucas in Australia. Lucas, welcome to the A's Clubhouse Show. Thank you again, uh, Danny. Uh, always good to speak to you. Um, I spoke um, a week or so ago and talking about Tony Kemp, and he was saying, well, Tony always starts slow. Well, it's June next week. Um, is it time for him to go? You know, it's always a tough call when you are talking about someone's career as a veteran. And I have a lot of respect for Tony Kemp as a person, what he has meant uh, to all the teams that he's played for, and what he has meant to the A's because people love Tony Kemp. I mean, he's not a beloved player from a standpoint of greatness and years and everything. It, it problem with Tony is he is most successful when he's a part-time player. When he plays right. every day and he plays on a – what happens is is when you play, you're a part-time guy, part-time guy on a really good team. It's easier for you to perform versus when you've got to be a everyday guy on a bad team and you need to perform – you're not that kind of player. Okay. And you, you think every guy's like, oh, if this guy just got his shot, he'd love to have his shot. But, you know, things are different. When you play for a team that's really good and you're in the lineup and they're not worried about you, you get pitched differently, things are just different. When you have really good players around you, you get pitched differently. Tony Kemp as an everyday player on a bad team, unfortunately, is getting exposed. And then that leads yeah, to, yeah. okay, what do you do? What do you do with him? And, you know, everybody keeps talking about the trading deadline. That's August 1st. It is so far away. Like, what? Yeah, like, definitely. oh, my God. We, you really going to go two more months with, with – the veterans hoping and praying that they somewhat get kind of hot so you can tr- trade them. I, I, I don't yeah, know. I at some, at, at some point, good trade on him. If, if, if things continue to weigh their, the way they're going, you're going to have to get rid of these veterans because you're going to have to play the younger guys and you're going to have to bring the guys up from AAA. So the answer is it's going to happen. I just don't know when. Right. Well, hopefully for some of these younger kids, it happens, happens before the trade deadline. The trade deadline's so far from now. I mean, it's it's just going to be Memorial Day coming up. I mean, we're, we're not even close to August first. I can't I can't imagine. No, that's right. Like, how many guys are going to be in their thirties still here by the trading deadline? Yeah, we, we really need. What's the youngest player that's played in the majors? Ever? Yeah. Well, is, it, is it 18? Yeah. You, ASL you, here, the I, I don't know if there's 12. ever been a. I don't know if there's ever been a 17-year-old, but there's been 18-year-olds. Al, Al line yep. Al line played at 18. Mike Morgan, pitcher for the A's, let Charlie Finley had drafted him. He came out of high school and immediately went to the big league. So. You've had guys. I don't know if guys have been 17, no, but there's definitely been guys who are 18. 
Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, I, I didn't. I, I thought most players come out of college, so it's all early twenties. But yeah, but if someone can make it eighteen, so why not give them a shot? There's been a lot of great players who got drafted out of high school. They spent a little time in the minors, and by the time they're 19, they're everyday players in the big leagues. Very good. Well, it's always good to talk to you, and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care, Lucas. Yeah, I mean, the the truly great players, yeah, there's some that come out of college. But you look at some great players recent years, I mean, how long do you think Ken Griffey was going to stay? Alex Rodriguez, Mike Trout. How long do you think these guys are going to stay in the minor leagues? These guys are man-childs. Re- Al Kaline was rocking at 18. I mean, people think A-Rod and Griffey could have left high school and played in the big leagues. It's just, you know, it's the way it is. Super, super legit guys. I mean, look at Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper was leaving high school early to get into J.C. so he could get drafted. The super, super talents, they're not going to sit around very long. Now, some guys go to college as really good players. They want to go to college. And some guys go to college, and they hit a growth spurt, and they become they, they become the dudes that they are, and they become the first-round draft picks. But some guys, by the time they're in high school and they're seniors in high school, they are fully developed. I mean, it's not shouldn't be shocking. I mean, you see him for years in the NBA. Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, guys were coming out of high school ready to rock. Guys go to guys guys forced to go to college for one year now, and then they go to the NBA. You know, if you if you are physically developed, you may not be mentally ready to be a great player yet, but you may be physically able to compete at 18, 19 years old. There's no question. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. We got to hear from Mark Kotze, and I'm very curious to hear from Trevor May. We got some audio from NBC Sports California. It's coming your way next right here. Oh, before we do that, let's pause for station identification right here on A's Cast. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. More of the A's Clubhouse Show right here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Join First United Credit Union as they root on the A's to victory. First United Credit Union believes in being a good neighbor and supporting our local teams and local community. And for a limited time, you can earn $100 when you open a free checking account and use it. Use promo code ATHLETICS when you apply. Learn more at firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch. Insured by NCUA. When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay, Mechanics Bank. Since 1905, Mechanics Bank has been helping Bay Area and Northern California businesses find success and perform at the top of their game. See how they can make a difference in your business today. Call or stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. 
They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to linksoul.com. That's linksoul.com. And the pitch is swung on. Hit the right field. Hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head. And over the wall. Do you believe that? You're listening to A's Cast. And the lefty's first pitch is swung on and hit it deep. Hit a ton. Hit way back to left. And that is in the upper deck. Bombs away for Shea Langoliers. My goodness, he hit that ball a long way. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. And now the pitch runner going. It's taken for a strike throw to second on a hop, and the ball skips away from the second baseman, Wong. It's backed up by Crawford and another steal for Esteuri Ruiz. And that's number 25 for him. Here's the 1-1 pitch now. Ramon hits the line drive down the right field line for a base hit. Ruiz to third. They're going to wave him. Hernandez up with the ball. Throw to the plate. Going to be close. The dive safe at the plate. In going to second is Laureano. And the A's take a 1-0 lead. Well, one of the stories tonight, Trevor May pitched an inning. He's back after dealing with anxiety and depression. It's obviously scary with the two hit batters, but he got through it. Here was his comments with the media after the game. It's, it's, yeah, you'll, you'll take getting three outs anytime, but uh, yeah, definitely. I, I, was, um, to be honest, anyone who, who has watched me pitch over the years and kind of having a little bit of a hiatus, it's pretty much as sharp as the outing back is usually. I'm um, just getting used to the speed of the game. You know, a lot of crowd here. Just been, been, been here a lot. No, no, they have that. Uh, if you gave me a, maybe a million guesses on how the inning was going to go or like the guess up, I wouldn't have guessed those things. So, uh, yeah, um, but good to be out there trying to take it all in, especially being home. It's just kind of, a, I don't know, played my state championship game here. It's like it's it's a lot of uh, full circle stuff. So just trying to internalize it and just enjoy it and try to enjoy myself as much as I can um, playing against the team that I watched growing up. I was going to ask, I don't I mean, you know, plan it out this way, but it was nice to that it kind of worked out and able to come back in time for this series. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's been good. I've been able to see a lot of family and you know people I haven't really even seen since since going on the IL and going through everything that I've been going through. So uh, it's been nice to see them in person and talk to them and um, see friends and just kind of talk about how you know they've been coming here for watching them play for. You know, 10 years now, so it's like it's it's a lot of reminiscing. It's just been nice. It's been really nice. You kind of get a little bit of perspective. So, um, but it's great to be back on the field. I, 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 you know, despite kind of the the atmosphere and how things were going uh, or the sharpness, uh, I, I felt like a little like like a kid again playing on the field, and that was something that I was really searching for, and that's something that was exciting and was keeping it kind of light for me. Um, and if I can have a little bit of that going, especially with 
your hometown booing you for <laughs> uh, then then you can do it every day anywhere um, but yeah it was, it was that's a scary thing you don't want to throw it by anyone's face or anything and um, you know I don't know Ty or, or, or uh, Suarez personally but I played against them quite a bit and I know they're good dudes so um, you know if you're gonna hit somebody you want it to be away from their face so that was kind of my reactions in those two situations um, you know Reach out, reach out over there and make sure Ty's okay and that he's able to play here. So you don't want to, you don't want anyone to have to miss any time because you're, you're not very sharp. So. Yeah, it it, it, uh, it could have gotten really bad, and he got out of it. And you know, right there, sounds like he's in a much better place, which is the biggest thing, not only for him as a person, but also as a professional. I mean, because no clue how he was going to sound, what he was, what he was going to sound like, what he was going to say. Obviously, dealing with a lot, and it sounds like getting back on the field means a lot to him and was very good for him, because that can kind of go either way. I'm not going to pretend to to know more about this. I am very fortunate. I have not dealt with anxiety. I have not really dealt with depression. I know my wife is, has anxiety at times. Um, but it sounded like this was something he needed. He needed to get back. You know, Because sometimes you're not going to want to get back. You may fight it and it's going to be career-threatening. I, I'm not going to mention the person that I worked with, but I worked with a former baseball player that anxiety, he believes, ended his career. And it, it's a dark, dark place. And when you hear that story, you know, so many of us find it hard to think that, man, you got this great talent where you're allowed to play major league baseball and make all this money. Like what could possibly be the problem? But it's not how it works. Professional athletes have the same problems that we do. And they deal with the same things that we do. And for years, they just didn't bring it up and they didn't talk about it. And it's smart to talk about it. It's smart to get help by, by not hiding it like they used to. And I understand why they used to do it because Years ago, you would have been looked at as soft. They wouldn't have thought, oh, we got to get this guy help. You would have been looked at as soft. Making excuses. Now we know we need to get you help. And get you help and get you back on the field. And you can be productive and be good again. So I was very happy for Trevor May to get out of that because it looked like, oh, boy. And then he got out of that. And listening to him there, sounds like he's in a better place, and I'm very happy for him. Coming up next, we'll hear from the skipper, Mark Kotze, and get you ready for tomorrow's actions. Uh, tomorrow's action right here. It's EA's Clubhouse Show.
And the underdogs, Oakland Athletics, win their first championship since they were in Philadelphia in 1930. Hi, I'm Raleigh Fingers, Hall of Famer, three-time World Series champion with the Oakland A's and World Series MVP. Winning takes teamwork, skill, and heart. So when you need an ace for a personal injury lawyer that will win you the game, go with the winning team. Call Venardi Zarata at 833-VZ-FOR-ME or go to vzlawfirm.com. Bernardi Serrata, the official injury law firm of the Oakland A's. Calling all kids. It's Kids Cheer Free all summer long. Beginning Sunday, May 28th, bring your kids ages 14 and under to the ballpark on Sunday home games for free. After cheering on your green and gold, race around the bases with Stomper on the same field that your favorite A's players do. Get your tickets now at athletics.com slash kidsfree. That's athletics.com slash kids free. Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. We are right in the middle of major season on the PGA Tour. Hey, those guys are good, but it won't stop you from having a great golf outing at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Just a short drive south of fast-paced Silicon Valley, the 27 holes of championship golf will give you and your friends a full day of enjoyment. Plus, a great 19th hole experience awaits at the grill. Not only golf, but Cinnabar Hills is ready to provide a first-class experience for any event. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com, CinnabarHills.com. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. Is convenience a state of mind or a real thing? At Extra Mile, it's a real thing, and it's in everything they do. The stores are spacious, organized, clean, and well-lit, so you can get in quickly, get what you need, and keep going. It's just what you'd expect from a place serving up the hot and fresh food and snacks you love. So treat you right, and check out Extra Mile's fresh take on the convenience store experience. Extra Mile convenience stores at select Chevron and Texaco locations. This is Chris Townsend, and if you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see my friends at the Chicken Pie Shop at Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Hit a home run with a low-rate personal loan from First United Credit Union. Their personal loans feature rates as low as 7.99% APR, and you can use the funds however you want. Plus, you could earn $100 when you apply and open a loan of promo code ATHLETICS. For more information or to apply, visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch today. 
This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless, but sometimes fearful. A health nut with a French fry habit. An O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Now the runner going from first. And the 3-2 two with two out. And it's swung on him. Lays to left center. Ruiz a long run. He's going to get there at the last second. Reaching up. And he makes a running catch. And a ball that seems to explode in the alley in left center on Ruiz. But he runs it down. Might have saved a run. So the Mariners fail to score. And after two complete, the A's on top of Seattle 2-0. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. And the A's would end up losing 3-2. to two. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard drop. Brought to you by Mechanics Bank. White Sox over the Guardians. 4-2 to two. Rangers beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 6-1. to one. Young, a solo home run there. His 11th. Wow. That's going to be... That's going to be somebody who uh, Young is going to be a guy that's going to be battling Ruiz for that rookie of the year. Cardinals over the Reds, 8-5. Blue Jays, there's a note on this. The Blue Jays beat the Rays 20-1. Commander Cody sent me this. The Blue Jays are the first MLB team to score 20-plus runs on the road against a team with a 700-plus winning percentage, minimum 40 games of the season since. Can anybody guess? When's the last time this happened? If you get this, you're you're pretty good. Pretty good at trivia. September 21st, 1897. 1897. When... When the Brooklyn Bridge Grooms won 25-5 against the Boston Bean Eaters. Where were you in 1897 when the Brooklyn Bridge Grooms won 22-5 against the Boston Bean Eaters? Oh, yeah, that happened. And we move on. Yeah, what happened to those names? Those bridge grooms, I've never liked those bridge grooms, those SOBs. Uh, D-backs continue to roll. They beat the Diamondbacks, uh, they beat the Phillies. The Diamondbacks beat the Phillies 4-3. Padres over the Nats, 7-4. Yankees in 10 over the Orioles, 7-6. Dodgers beat the Braves. And I got to tell you, the Dodgers are bringing up another hot shot guy. Here we go again. 
I mean, it's hard to believe, but another one of their prospects, their first-round pick, Bobby Miller in 2020, makes his debut. He throws 100, and everything he throws is hard, and everything spins, and everything's great. He throws five innings, gives up one run, and gets his first career win. But another Dodger draft pick. I don't remember the Dodgers finishing in last place. Can't remember the last time that happened. But everybody they draft, everybody they draft, it seems like. Every high draft pick at some point seems to make the big leagues, and it's a pretty amazing. Royals 4, Tigers 1, Cubbies over the Mets 7-2, to two, and it was the Giants over the Twins 4-3. to three. Conforto, what did he do? He had the go-ahead homer, his 10th. He's really paying off. Giants are back to 500 at 24 and 24. Brewers shut out the Astros six zip. Rockies beat the Marlins five four, and the Angels shut out the Red Sox four nothing. Mike Trout with his eleventh home run of the year, a two run shot. What's on deck? Presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com. All right. What are you saying to me? What was I? Bridegrooms? Let me see what the, let me see what the twit. What was that? Oh, bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bridegrooms. But it's all one word, though. What was their logo? What kind of merch? Can we buy any Brooklyn bridegrooms? The brides and the grooms. I mean, you could probably have a pretty good logo with that. Get it? Bride, grooms, bridegrooms. Right? You know, like top of the cake, you got the bride and the groom. I mean, expand. they're looking to expand. Put a third team in New York again. Put a team back in Brooklyn. All right, this is what we got going. 4 o'clock tomorrow, A's cast live. 6 o'clock, we've got A's total access. And 6.40, first pitch. From Seattle, Bryce Miller up against Ken Waldachuk. Yes, Waldy with the bad calf will be on the mound. Waldachuk, Miller, 4 o'clock A's cast live, 6 o'clock A's total access, and 6.40, first pitch, Mariners and A's. Thank you, everybody who called in tonight. Have a wonderful evening. Get a good night's sleep, and we'll see everybody at 4 o'clock. Forget these last two days. It's all about tomorrow. Win tomorrow. Win the day tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see everybody tomorrow right here on A's Cast. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 